Well, as a small business owner, like a lot of us are one person teams. So when you hire someone like a photographer, you want them to feel like they're almost part of the team, like that they're inspired, that they're passionate about what you're doing, that they really, you know, understand the brand and get the vision and can go out and do that. But I always think about it like if anyone's ever planned a wedding, when you look through wedding photographers, you know, you want to connect with their aesthetic, but also you meet them and see if you feel comfortable around that person because they're going to be all up in your space for this whole day. Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Equine Photography Podcast. I am so excited today to be joined by Chelsea, who owns the amazing makeup company, Ergo. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited. You're actually the first, like, not photographer who has been on the show. So I don't know, kind of, I'm, I'm honored that you're on and I'm excited to have a different perspective than just another photographer on the show. Yeah, that feels very special. I'm I'm honored to be the first. <laughs> you should be. You should be. Um, why don't you just briefly introduce yourself and um, kind of tell us what Ergo is? Yeah, so I started Ergo, gosh, I think four years ago. Um, I'm someone who has always struggled with my super sensitive acne prone skin. And I really struggled with makeup that would work for my skin that was gentle, but that lasted my 4am wake up call when I would run to the barn, ride my horses, head to work, and then anything after work, I found that I was carrying around a makeup bag to touch up or fix things all the time. And it just drove me crazy. So I set out to create products that worked for anyone with sensitive skin, but also built for the equestrian lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. So you yourself are a horse girl. Did you know as soon as like you were kind of diving into the idea of starting a makeup company that it was going to be like horse girl focused? Actually, no. I really just started generally with makeup. Um, but it's also like it's just kind of geared around me. It was I was always creating content around me and my lifestyle and how it worked for me. And I started, you know, when I was thinking about names for my tints, I was really inspired by horse show names. And, you know, they're just places and other people could can use it. And I'm not saying that anyone who doesn't ride horses can't use my makeup. You absolutely can. But everything just kind of kept rolling in that direction, really being geared towards the equestrian lifestyle. And so that's kind of when I had a shift in my business and I was really able to hone in on what was important to me, what was important to the horse girls, the world, and really expand from there. I love that. Um, I am definitely one of those horse girls who like, 
I like to like look cute and put together when I go to the barn. I'll say like, like 90% of the time. Cause there are some days when I'm like wearing like my husband's like oversized t-shirt and leggings that was made today, actually <laughs> going to the barn. But I do feel like there is kind of like a magic in like, I don't know, just like feeling good when you go to the barn and especially like when you go to a horse show. And so were you, when you were kind of diving into this more, were you like, this is going to be something that is so easy that I can do this on any day, even if I'm just going to like give my horse treats and groom, like, was that sort of, you know, part of your focus when crafting Ergo? Yeah, I think for it to work in an equestrian lifestyle, it has to be just super easy. You know, we don't have all that much time. We run from the barn to, to life. And I wanted something that I could throw on at five o'clock in the morning and head out the door, not I don't want a 20 step makeup routine. I don't want to spend my time contouring and all of that. I was self-conscious about my skin. So I wanted to have something that kind of blurred and smoothed and made everything look really nice and made me feel super confident that would make my skin feel good. And then that would last all day. So it needs to just be quick, but efficient. I love that. I love that so much. Did you have any background in this or were you just kind of like, oh my gosh, I need something. So I'm going to figure out how to make this a reality. Yeah, no, I had absolutely no background. I just did a whole bunch of research and a lot of product testing. Um, It's very important to me that the products be cruelty free. So I always joke that they were tested on me and my friends, (laughs) not on animals. everything that I would create I'd formulate and then I'd wear it and see if I liked it then I'd start handing it out to my friends and see what they thought you know take anyone's feedback and then made the products that were ready to sell amazing I love that so how long into your business were you um when you decided to like hire your first professional photographer did you do your like content and all like everything for your website on your own for a while first or were you kind of like no I need help right away so that was honestly a really hard part of getting the business started was finding someone that could help me get product photography at an affordable cost because I fund ergo all myself um so I was a journalism student so I luckily had a friend that had like a little mini studio in his house and he took the first pictures that I have of ergo of just the bottles on a white backdrop so I had something to launch my website with but other than that I had no pictures of anyone wearing the makeup I had nothing to show like how to apply it or anything like that. Everything was created by me or by anyone that would like send me a picture or tag me in a picture. And honestly, I felt like it held my business back for a long time. And it was really a like a gap that I had and a scary leap of faith to decide it was time to hire a photographer. So for a couple of years, I just had some friends that helped here and there before I finally reached out to you. Was I the first photographer that I, that worked with you? Yeah, I had. So I had a friend who helped the me with fr- like my like, graphic design. Okay. And so yeah. she took some pictures for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that, that was it. Well, now I'm feeling really honored. I actually didn't even realize <laughs> that, but that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that makes yeah. me actually feel really special. Um, 
Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, what were you looking for when you were looking to work with a photographer? Like this isn't, I didn't mean for this to turn into a, like, why did you pick me? <laughs> podcast? But no, you know, but... when you were looking, what were you looking for? Yeah, no, it's true though. It, it was like, you were what I was looking for. I, I really needed help taking ideas that I have in my head. You know, I like to think I'm a creative person. I have ideas in my head. I'm not the greatest at articulating them. And I think I said that on the first call with you, like I can like spew out some random stuff and hopefully you're picking up what I'm putting down. And you did. And you took these like random thoughts that I had and you're like, I have a whole idea for the shoot. And you just took it and ran with it and delivered exactly what I was envisioning. And that's when I was like, great, I'm done. You can do the rest of them. Oh, oh, I love that. I think that it's, you know, whenever I start working with a brand for the first time, I really like to have like a zoom call like we did, because it is really hard to get a concept of like, you know, some people are just like, I don't know, I just want product pictures. But when someone really has like a creative concept, it's so hard to like, get that over email. So you know, I always tell the brands that I work with and photographers that I teach, like, I think it's really important to have that kind of like, and do it over zoom where it's like a face to face, you know, I can kind of get the idea for like you and your personality into this business. And I love, um, you know, I love incorporating someone's ideas. I remember like you having, I feel like we've had a few meetings kind of to talk about like vision and stuff. And I love incorporating, you know, the actual business owner. That's one of the beauties of working with a small business, like incorporating your vision into it. So, um, wow. I love that. Actually, this is, this ended up being even cooler than I thought because I didn't realize (laughs) that it was going to be around me. Uh, what kind of like, hesitations did you have about, you know, like working with a professional photographer? Were you like, Ooh, I don't know if this is the right move for me. What what were your thoughts around that? Honestly, price was the scariest thing for me. I have funded Ergo myself, so I've never had a huge marketing budget. I've never really had a ton of funds aside, you know, everything I make, I put back into the business. And so I've always done my own website. I always was trying to be super scrappy in my photography, but it held me back. I didn't have pictures for collateral. I didn't have nice pictures for emails. You know, I needed all of that. And I'm not going to lie. I like literally typed out a message to you and closed my eyes. And I was like, this is never going to happen, but I'm just going to have the conversation and see. And I was able to make it work. And it's honestly been the best thing I've ever done for the business. Oh, well, speaking me like uh, I'm going to tear up. And now I even <laughs> got to go up and go to your house and do stuff in yes. your cute office and go to your farm. So I'm really honored. And like, what, what would you tell, um, you know, a business owner who was hesitant, like, oh, I don't know if I should, you know, try and find a photographer. Like, you know, would, do you like wish you would have just done it sooner, like reached out to someone or, you know, kind of what are your thoughts on that? I 100% wish I had done it sooner. And honestly, I was talking to another Austrian small business owner. And my advice to her was just do it, start having the conversations with photographers, see who you connect with, see who you feel like you trust, they really grasp your vision and just do it. It's worth the investment. It's really important to pick someone who you really connect with, because I don't ever feel like 
it's scary or it's a difficult process, I feel like I can just say like, here's my spewed thoughts and ideas. And then the product comes back exactly what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is so important. And honestly, this is something that I've kind of learned over the years. And when I first started, I just said yes to everything, you know, like as we do, because we're trying to grow our business. Right. And I've realized that honestly, there are things that saying no to it, even though it's like scary to say no, but there are just, you know, relationships and brands and clients that I'm just not the right fit for them. And they're not the right fit for me and being okay, like realizing that. So I, I think, you know, finding if you're, uh, brand and you're looking to hire a photographer, I feel like it's really important to make sure, you know, that is like you connect with that person and they're excited about your brand too, because, you know, just to be completely honest, I show up very differently. I mean, I, I provide, you know, I think great work to every single person who hires me, but when it's a brand that I'm excited about and, uh, person, a real human, like I was excited to talk to you and connect with you. And there's, it, you just show up differently, you know, like as a photographer, I show up differently when I'm like, oh my gosh, I am like, so I'm not just going out to do a shoot. I'm like, I want this person to succeed. I want, you know, this, I love watching brands like grow a ton and stuff and being able to like help fuel that. So I feel like it's just so important when, you know, if you're a brand reaching out to photographers, like making sure they're not just like, yep, here's my pricing and really like connecting with them and making sure they're as invested in you, because that is you know, ultimately going to make a difference in the quality of the photos, you know, the models that they get when they deliver stuff, if they're going to share it on their own social media and recommend it to their clients. And then the same is true. I feel like for photographers who are working with brands, like I've this, this is like the first year I've really started saying no and just been like, you know what? I just really don't feel aligned with this brand or it is something that I feel like is a little bit too close of competition with another brand that I'm super passionate about. So I feel like that, you know, just making sure you connect and making sure that you give yourself permission to say, like, even if, you know, you're a brand reaching out to photographers being like, you know what, I just don't know that that was the person for me. And I I would hope that people would do that with me and say, no, like I'm not the person for them because I only want to capture the brands that, you know, I am the person for them, not just like, oh yeah, I'll just use her. Well, as a small business owner, like, a lot of us are one person teams. So when you hire someone like a photographer, you want them to feel like they're almost part of the team, like that they're inspired, that they're passionate about what you're doing, that they really, you know, understand the brand and get the vision and can go out and do that. But I always think about it like if anyone's ever planned a wedding, when you look through wedding photographers, you know, you want to connect with their aesthetic, but also you meet them and see if you feel comfortable around that person because they're going to be all up in your space for this whole day. So I honestly approached this the same way. I wanted it. I wanted to hire someone who I felt comfortable with, who I felt like I could be myself around. I can text you and say, I have this really random idea and I don't even know if it's going to work. And you're like, great. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I need that kind of partner for business. And so it's, it's really important, I think, to have that connection with whoever you work with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And there's such a different feel. Like I've worked with like really tiny brands on like their first shoot ever. And I've worked with like really big, more like corporation feels where it's like, 
you know, there's a shot list and crazy contracts and that sort of thing. And there's just nothing like working with a really like small brand who it's like one or two people. And just knowing that, like, I feel like that inspires me so much more to be like, you know, I am, I mean, I want everyone to win, but especially women. I'm like, you know what other women who are like chasing their dreams, if I can help photograph stuff for them and like share it with the world and they can turn that dream into, you know, their full-time job or their side hustle that really, you know, like helps them out a ton. Like that is, I just find so much more fulfillment and like passion in that versus just working for like the corporation essentially. And that's also something I think that's so beautiful about the equestrian community, but also social media is that you find those people that you rally around each other, you support each other, you're not competition, you collaborate, you share each other's posts, you do a collaboration reel, like you do giveaways together. I think it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, like the truth is entrepreneurship, whether you're a photographer or a brand, you know, it, it is extremely lonely. And especially when it's, you're the only person in the business, there is something really nice about having other people who maybe their clients or the photographer who works for you, but it's like, they still like get it, you know, they're in the right. business. Like there's just that having that connection with someone who it's like, it's, it's almost like having a coworker again, because I think that's one of the Probably the only thing I miss about being in the corporate world, like I went into an office and I had like the best coworkers. I only showed up for as long as I did because of them. So I think it's really, you know, I am, and I've said this many times before, but I'm not that I'm not professional, but I'm not the photographer who's like, oh, we only communicate over email from 9am to 5pm Monday through Friday. Like um, the reason that I have the friends, literally like every friend that I have is related to photography somehow. So I am always the person that's going to want to like connect with someone on a different level. So, okay. About like, let's spiral into social media a little bit, because I, I feel like something that you in particular do so well is utilizing the content that you get from photo and video shoots. And I, I think I've even like responded to like your emails before and been like, Oh my God, do you do this yourself? Because you, you have <laughs> such an eye for like design when it comes to your social media posts and email. So, I mean, how do you go about that? about actually putting it all together because you know there is like you said having all those like ideas and just kind of dumping them out and hoping it works out it's kind of the same for a photographer when we send off the photos and videos and we're like oh I hope these get posted or printed or you know utilized so how do you do that like how do you crush your content so well well thank you first of all um I guess it's kind of a couple different things. Um, I honestly, when I get my gallery for me, like get so inspired and kind of go off on a tangent, like right then and there, I like write down ideas for posts. I probably have like 10 or 15 reels drafted. I just start like going crazy, getting inspired by what I see. Um, and so it kind of all spirals from there. I'm someone that like, I always have a note on my phone. So I just start like writing ideas down and then try to work from there and build an email campaign and build a reel around it and all of that. Um, but I also feel like my day job outside of Ergo is very cut and dry and not creative. So social media is really like my creative outlet and I enjoy it and I like geek out over it. It's something that like 
that's my way of like decompressing and, you know, getting, getting my creative juices flowing. Like I absolutely love it. So it's not really like a task. It's not like a part of a biz- the business that I like would be so excited to hand off to someone else. It's something that I really enjoy. But from our conversations, like, I feel like we kind of pieced together these ideas. Like we had the idea of the girl who puts on her BB cream, grabs her keys, gets in the truck and heads to the barn. And so then that idea is like spiraling in my brain. And when you go and create the content, then I just like, I can't control myself. And all of a sudden, like all these reels start coming together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. And it's funny. Like I, I can tell that you enjoy the social media part and like the design of emails because it like, it truly shines through because you don't just like post a three second clip of like one thing, like one video. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I do that a lot. I just post like a, you know, a three second clip, but you, everything is like so well thought out and just like beautifully curated. So you really do such a good job on your content. I'm very impressed with how you utilize everything. Well, thank you. I guess it's also my broadcast journalism background. And I'm always trying to get myself to like hone in on seven second video or, you know, make it short, clear and concise. Whereas like I could do a full documentary, like I'm ready to go. (laughs) A full like YouTube video on (laughs) any one, any one day. Um, Okay. (laughs) Well, I just, I love it. Your content really, you do such a good job. Do you like batch your content? Do you just sort of like post each day as you go? Do you have like any method to that or like how, you know, how's, what's your schedule like? Sometimes when I have a lot of ideas, I'll go and schedule some posts, but mostly I do things in real time. Um, I found that if I post like, or if I schedule too far in advance, that it ends up like when I get to that day, I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Like, that's not what I want to focus on. So I'm trying to get better about planning ahead and not having to do it every single day. But I do really like the organic in real time feel. So I do a lot of that. I also really hate putting myself in front of the camera. I you are so much better about seeing the friends and posting a hilarious video. Like I'm so bad about that. Not gonna lie. Before this, I attempted deleted everything. And I'm just gonna end up using video that I already have from you. Because I can't do it. I'm so yeah. bad at oh it. Oh my God. But let me tell you the videos that I'm like, oh my God, that was horrible. It wasn't even funny. Those end up getting like a million views. And then the video I'm like, oh my God, guys, this is the one, this one's going to put me on the map and it gets like 300 views. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you have to just, you have to just post those ones. I know. I know it's like, um, it feels like so like uncomfortable at first. And I'm like, nobody's even going to get this. This isn't funny. Or like, I'm like, is this even going to like come through how it's supposed to, but then you just start posting stuff and being like, you know what? I don't care. It is what it is. It either gets a lot of likes or it doesn't. I need, I need to get better about it. I've tried to force myself and sometimes they just will live in my drafts forever. But the thing that I love is that I always have a beautiful video to fall back on when I cringe at what I created just on the spot. I have a beautiful video I can fall back on and I can still post something. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I feel like I need to see some of these drafts that have lived and they, that they've lived and died all in your drafts folder. I feel like you, I, we need to see them. I'm going to like text you if I don't see one in the next week and be like, Hey, I haven't seen any really embarrassing reels lately. So, um, you should post something. I like got an alert from Instagram to 
delete drafts. Because it's so full. <laughs> yeah, it's best. Oh my gosh. Okay. You need to post like at least one of them, even if you think it's not that great. <laughs> Literally some of my, I think my most viewed video of all time, it's like a horse. Uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before and she's like about to scratch her braids out. It's like a total blooper. And that is literally, I think, my most viewed video of all time. And when I posted that, I was just like, eh, I don't really have anything. I'm not feeling inspired. I'll just post this random video. And it just like absolutely blew up. So I cannot like post the videos, even the ones that you, it's always the ones that you think aren't going to do that well that do like right. the best. It's, I don't know, social media is a mystery to all of us. I feel like. It really is. It's always the ones that I spend forever and craft and so beautiful that it's like, oh. Oh my God. And I'm like, had... where else can I use this? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I feel like Instagram like hates really, obviously, I mean, it makes sense, but it hates like large video files. So I was trying to make a reel last week and Instagram just kept crashing. It crashed like 15 times when I would like have all the videos like lined up and stuff. And I, I typically like I'll edit stuff in like cap cut if I'm going to put a bunch of stuff together. But for some reason I was like, no, I'm just going to do it inside Instagram. And I was doing like this elaborate video with text and stuff. Finally, it didn't crash. I got it posted and the text, I don't know if anyone else's Instagram has been glitching with this, but like sometimes like I'll have the like text on the actual video and then only like half of it shows up when I post it. So then I have to like delete oh, yeah. it and I'm like, um, this makes me want to cry. So yeah, I'm trying to not edit anything in Instagram. I have a text chain with a friend who is another entrepreneur and it's literally just back and forth about the obnoxious glitches in Instagram. She's like, I spent so long and none of the text posts or oh whatever it is. It's just, we go back and forth. Like, I know. Here's and what happened today. They've been too focused on building threads. They have not like up upgraded Instagram, apparently. I feel like, and the other thing is they want you to like put the text on the actual videos inside Instagram. So it's like, you know, cause then it, it whatever their algorithm and SEO right. like reads the text on it. So it's like, we have to do it in there, but you, it may or may not show up in the actual post. You know, it makes it extra exciting. Joke's on you. It's a mystery if it'll be there. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, because we just did a photo shoot together preparing for a photo shoot for yourself with a, you, you DIY all your makeup, correct? Yep. So if somebody, and, my hair. and you nailed it, um, what are your, okay. Like, let's say you're going to do a photo shoot in August and it's going to be hot out. How do you tell someone like, okay, here's how you should do your makeup and like touch it up this many times. Like, do you have any like helpful tips for a I just feel like summer right now, especially like makeup in the heat. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. It's really dependent on your skin, which is the hard part about like giving general help. But I am a full believer in a setting spray. I use the setting spray before and after makeup before and after I apply. I think that setting spray is the holy grail. Um, I use my two-step foundation, which helps with oil absorption. So it helps all summer when you're out in the heat and sweating. It really just keeps your makeup in place. While you think like you want to put a little extra makeup on for photos because, you know, it always looks a little less than what you're actually wearing. In the summer, I'd say don't go super crazy. I definitely wanted a more of a natural look and I did 
didn't go crazy and my makeup was fine. I mean, how long were we shooting for? Four, five hours? Yeah. I think the only thing I did was take a fluffy brush. Sometimes I take a fluffy brush and just like run it over me because I my skin doesn't love powder. I don't do well with powder. So if you take a fluffy brush and just rub it all over your face nice and lightly, it'll help to just get rid of the oil and make you look fresh again. And I think just like really understanding your skin and what works with your skin. I mean, people always say like they use a primer and a foundation and they don't go well together. Well, that's because the bases of the products don't go well together. So honestly, that's why I just don't use primer. I don't think you need it. If you can use a setting spray and a good foundation, that's all you need. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I have loved getting to chat with you today about all things Ergo. I have five rapid fire questions for you. So I want you to answer them in like as few words as possible. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. (laughs) If you could only use one thing from your makeup collection, what would it be? Foundation. Mares or geldings? Geldings. I knew the answer to that one, but I figured I'd ask it anyways. <laughs> Your favorite place to horse show? Ooh, Upperville. Favorite color for a horse? Bay. Instagram? With a lot of apples. <laughs> Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I, amazing. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been super fun to kind of dive more into Ergo and hear a little bit more about everything was so fun thanks for having me yeah of course is your website is it ergobeauty.com or just yep perfect i will put it in this no you're good i'll put it in the show notes and ergo is u-r-g-o but i will put it in the show notes um yeah i think it's amazing like i love recommending your products and i think for photo shoots especially like your makeup does I've done shoots where someone was just wearing it. And then I've done shoots specifically for it. And your makeup is absolutely fabulous. I use it myself. I'm not like a huge, like we talked about this when we had our first meeting. I'm not like a huge makeup person, not because I don't want to be just because it is overwhelming to go into the store and just see so much makeup. So I just, I think your products are wonderful. I would highly recommend all the photographers who are listening to use it themselves and recommend it for people who are doing photo shoots with them. So like I said, I will put the your website link in the show notes. And Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast.